COVID is dying quicker than Joe Biden's brain cells, but some just don't want to let it go. Ukraine and Russia. Russia will invade any minute. No, wait a minute. Now they're, maybe. We'll see. And the most racist thing I've seen uh, in a long, long time. All today, Eric's America. Hello, welcome, happy Sunday, kind of late on a uh, Sunday afternoon, early evening, whatever it is. Uh, That is when it is, and uh, it's not bad, not bad. Uh, Hope everybody's ready for another fun, enjoyable week. Um, I think I am. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Things, uh, (laughs) depends on how things go, I guess, if I'm prepared or not, but uh, either way, whether I am or not, it's going to happen, so... I might as well just resign myself to another week of insanity. And, you know, it just seems to be the norm anymore. I want to thank everybody that's been uh, checking out the podcast, everybody that's uh, liking, reviewing, rating. All those things help out tremendously. All the people following uh, now on Facebook, all that stuff, it does mean a whole, whole lot, and it does help tremendously. Just keep doing it, and more and more people will join in, and uh, this thing will grow. And uh, that is the the whole point, is to get it growing, keep it growing, and I'll keep uh, churning away here. Uh, First off today, I want to talk about uh, covid uh, it's really strange because if you're looking at any of the numbers, which uh, I kind of check uh, randomly, uh, the cases are dropping uh, just dramatically. Um, it's it's unbelievable how quick it dropped. But, I mean, that's to be expected. It was a pretty big spike. I think at the, the highest point, uh, something like 1.6 million people uh, tested positive in a day. Now, it's it's hard to tell. That's uh, how many people had official tests, and I mean, there's so much behind all that that it's hard to it's hard to really gauge what kind of number that is. But um, you know, it uh, it is what it is. Uh, there was a huge spike, uh, but now it has uh, fallen off dramatically, and uh, there's a lot of people that just don't want to let go of this. Uh, Of course, because this is what's given them so much power and influence. And it's uh, for the ones that are involved in the media. It's the only reason people have tuned into them at all for the past two years. Uh, And most of those people are tuning out already. But what viewership they have left has just been mainly about COVID. And that's how they've kept people uh, tuning in and watching or listening or whatever. And uh, you start threatening to take that away. And then, you know, they they start to have uh, withdrawals. And uh, it's it's pretty dramatic. Uh, Most places around the country, including uh, the insanity that is New York and California are all scheduled within the next week or so here to even drop all the mask mandates and people are just fed up and and all the polls, everything that people are looking at um, the American people for sure. And if you don't notice, a lot of other countries are the same are just done with it. We're done with it. We're going to just move on. If uh, you catch a cold or whatever, that's what happens. And essentially that's all this is now. Omicron really was the, the pinnacle of uh, overhype, 
And, you know, I remember it was right around Thanksgiving or whatever when this thing, they started talking about this variant. And the doctor at the time that had discovered it said, listen, all I'm seeing are really mild cases. I mean, it's really contagious, but it's really mild. And uh, that was not the story everybody else got. It was just way just over, over, over hyped. And then all of a sudden it gets here and it's like, yeah, cases are going through the roof, but deaths and everything else are not. So what's the deal? And you do expect uh, a little bit of an uptick uh, when you consider that, you know, like I said, at one day there, I saw the spike topped out at 1.6 million people plus, you know, attested positive in one day. And that's just the people that had gotten tested. That's not counting home tests or people just said, well, you know, I feel a little off today, uh, you know, have a cold or what have you. And, you know. You know, it was probably way above that. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, it's burning itself out. But there's a lot of people that just can't handle uh, this going away. And uh, one of them happens to be uh, Joy Behar. She cannot deal with it. This is really, uh, man, it says a lot about her. I listen to the little voice in my head mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. doesn't really follow 100% what they tell me because mm-hmm. they keep changing it. Yeah. Right. So well, like thank you for that. Short at time least. ago, yeah. they were saying put the N95 mm-hmm. masks on right. and, make, and now they <laughs> make sure that. And now they're saying you don't have to wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I, if I go on the subway, mm-hmm. if I go in a bus, if I go into the theater, if I go into um, where else would mm-hmm. I go? A crowded spot. A crowded yeah. place. Yeah. Okay. I would wear a mask and I might do that indefinitely. Oh, she's just going to keep it on indefinitely. Not a big deal. I mean, that's not strange. Uh, I guess her uh, explanation for that, she says later, is, well, I just, you know, maybe I can avoid colds and flu, too. So I'll just wear the mask. And unfortunately, the cold is uh, caused by virus and the flu is caused by virus and COVID. uh, Yeah, it's a virus. And viruses have a very, uh, you know, a very determined uh way um to get through most of the measures that's the reason that viruses have never been able to fully be brought to heal for the most part i mean the flu has been around for you know well over a century this sort of variation of the flu anyway i mean we're still dealing with uh you know mutations of the same flu that um the spanish flu from 100 years ago 100 plus now uh you know they they <clears throat> they mutate usually much less lethal much more uh contagious and that's the way it usually goes uh the cold which is a rhinovirus actually part of the coronavirus family has been around i mean who knows and uh you know if just wearing a mask would make it go away if you want to strap a couple pieces of paper layered together over your face or tie a t-shirt around your head well it's obviously not going to stop it but we keep pretending that it will and uh so you know people are waking up people really are people are waking up people want no part of this anymore they're done with it they're absolutely done with it they're sick of it they're not going to deal with it anymore they're tired of all the repercussions that come along especially for children and uh so everywhere seems to be uh moving on especially here in america and the biggest cure for it was well this is a midterm election there's a lot of governor's races going on and that's going to cause people to make decisions to uh, try to run to the center 
uh, even though we we know who these people are. I mean, it's not like uh, people like here in Michigan, like Whitmer, can suddenly run to the center and say, "Well, no, I'm much more conservative than you think I am." Um, it's a little late, and they but they really do believe people are that stupid. They believe people are just so dumb that they don't remember last week or you know six months ago or a year ago. They don't. They're not going to remember any of that. They just remember what I do today. And I think that's a, a very uh, obvious mindset. You know, um, one thing I mentioned it last time, I'm rereading 1984 at the moment. And one thing it talks about extensively was the government said, well, whatever we say today, uh, whatever viewpoint that is or whatever statement we make is true. And it always has been true. So you go back and you change all of history to show that I've always believed this. And then it may change tomorrow and you have to do it all over again. Which, when you read that, you think, wow, that's crazy. That's really nuts. And then you see what people are doing now. They're like, oh, yeah, take the mask off. Get the mask off, kids. I've always known that it's a bad idea to mask kids. And uh, so they, they really do think you're dumb enough or somehow they're going to rewrite history and wipe out all the crazy draconian insanity that they tried to pull. But we'll see. We'll see how many people buy it. I'm sure a few will, but most uh, most will not. Most will not buy into it. Um, it is kind of strange, though. Uh, it's always been kind of a thing uh, for kids, especially, you know, college age and to be very rebellious and and want to push back against the system want to push back against authority and their parents and all that here's a very strange group of college students in nevada where they the governor said no more mass mandate you want to wear one fine we're not making anybody do it not even on the campus we're not doing that anymore and here's a group of kids that just um i have a feeling they're mm, i don't know feel like they're being prodded this is how you know it's true and pure ideology it has nothing to do with anything rational and definitely nothing to do with uh, health whatsoever we are here today to organize a protest um, to reinstate the mask mandate. Um, this started on Thursday after Governor Sisolak dropped the mask mandate. All these people now on campus who are not wearing masks who could possibly be um, spreading COVID. And that is, you know, additionally confounded by the fact that we took away our vaccination requirement. So there's no, I have no idea of knowing how many of my students, how many of my peers, how many people walking past me Just drop um, are unvaccinated and spreading COVID at a much higher rate. Well, all the other students have a way of knowing who's, who's the asshole. Yeah. Please listen to us. Um, there is a huge a population of your university who feels unsafe. Um, please help us. It's no. filled with filthy casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Reinstate the mass mandate. And that's just really strange. I've never seen a group of people pining for more uh, government crackdown. I mean, that's very, very odd, especially in that age group. To be fair, this is a Nevada uh, college located in Reno. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there just really is not a whole lot left uh to do right now and so they have nothing else to occupy their time although you could say that maybe it would be a good time to i don't know uh maybe do some study maybe do some learning maybe you could uh roll that into uh you know something constructive but uh it's uh seems really really strange to uh to hear people advocating for more and more uh, tyranny i mean it's just really strange 
very odd. Um, but there is one more. He finally came back out. I haven't heard from him in a while. And I thought that was because uh, that once this thing starts really blowing up, I feel like they're going to really try to push the blame on Fauci and say, well, we were just listening to him. As more and more of the ramifications for all this, I mean, they did come out and say, well, the lockdowns were not good. Uh, they didn't help in any meaningful way. And uh, they've hurt people more than helped. And now you have more and more studies coming out and people talking about the damage it's done to kids. So there's going to be a lot of upset uh, voters coming up in the midterms and governor's races. And I have a feeling that he's going to become a scapegoat. So he hasn't been out saying a whole lot. But uh, here he is talking about, uh, well, it may be going away. But, uh, boy, it's really, really scary to have it, I guess, go away. I don't understand this. Now, we could get lucky because the trajectory right now is going way down. And it very well may be he admits it. that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's gonna keep going down. But you've really gotta be careful. You know, you don't wanna say it's an absolutely wrong decision. It's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, mm-hmm. it is risky. <laughs> It's really risky. I'm not sure how that's risky. When you're talking about the uh, least affected group among us, the the least vulnerable group of people are the kids. We've known this since the beginning of this thing, really, or at least very shortly into it, very shortly into this whole thing. Everybody knew. Everybody kind of knew that children were not super affected by it. And that should have been the point where we said, okay, fine. I mean, schools need to open and, and all this stuff. But it is really strange uh, that they just keep holding on to it. And the reason they do is because that's the point they think they can drive home. That's how they can keep the hysteria and panic going is because adults have kind of figured out, well, you know, I've either got it or they've gotten the shot or whatever. And many have gotten both, whatever. Uh, A lot of people are all squared away with that. And most adults are going, yeah, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. It's, you know, come and gone. But the surefire way to keep people kind of, in hysterics is to talk about kids and and of course parents are always going to be very concerned about their kids and if they think they're going to get some kind of massive illness of course they're going to way overreact and and you know bend the knee to the the crazy uh bureaucrats so therefore uh that's obviously the ploy because they just don't want to give up on this yet they haven't milked it as far as they want yet and so it's uh they're just they're hanging on they're hanging on here is a doctor actually testifying in uh, Congress and is asked directly about the effects of masks on kids. It's also true that uh, it, it affects their ability on verbal skills and motor skills and overall cognitive skills when, when the people that they're with the big part of the day uh, are masked. Mm. Um, it, 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 yes, it's, it's, it's a concern. Um, there, there, there is emerging research that indicates that um, children um, born during the, the course of the pandemic when compared to children born earlier um, have those kinds of, of deficits. And, uh, and it's something that I think is not fully understood and the, and, and, and the literature is young. 
but we need to pay attention to that. It, it could mm -hmm. very well be we something to be uh, concerned mm -hmm. about. Yeah, it could be something to be concerned about. I mean, you have a whole um, a whole group of children now, uh, a whole generation that is going to be behind uh, in communication, verbal skills, and uh, you know, social cues—all these things that are very important, especially for very young children to then move on and mature. And now they're going to be behind and as much as two years behind, which is an enormous amount of time when you're talking about kids that young. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, kindergarten through second graders, I mean, you're you're talking about they, they lose two years of development. They may they're just not going to get back, you know, to the, the point where they should be. Uh, and that's. I mean, it's devastating. And we're not even going to talk about the rise in uh, child suicide, uh, all the drug overdoses and alcohol and drug abuse that's going on because of all this. It's just the death toll from COVID is astronomical and devastating when you look at things like this. I mean, it's just the toll is not fully known and may not be known for many years. And I think that's why a lot of these people, you know, i.e. Fauci and many of them are going to try to hold on to it as long as possible and then try to disappear as quick as humanly possible before the real backlash comes in, because it's going to come uh, when people start really, really understanding the full measure of what was done, especially to kids over this and something that didn't generally affect them in any meaningful way. I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable. The number one uh, cause of death for 18 to 65 year olds right now is actually fentanyl overdose, drug overdose due to fentanyl. I mean, that's 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 terrifying. And it has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with our open southern border. I mean, it's just flowing in like a, a tidal wave and it's it's devastating and we're going to have to do uh, more about that i've talked about it many times but you know now it's jumped up to the uh, number one cause of death for like 18 to 65 and that's that's insane that's insane that's something we absolutely have to get under control but won't because there's no way they're going to shut down the border they're just not um you know they they have too many plans in motion with it uh, too much dark money has paid them to take that position, and there's no way they can back off of it. They just can't. Um, I'm sure there's um, many ways that the people who gave the money uh, and applied pressure and everything else to get these people in the prominent and, and even to the White House, um, they have ramifications in mind if they do not uh, stick to the uh, party line. So that is uh that is terrifying <clears throat> but uh we have some other stuff oh uh this is uh what happened now it looks like today it looks like some of the truckers are starting to leave ottawa uh police have been cracking down it's really disgusting what's happened there and the only thing really you can hope for now 
uh, with that whole situation is that people in Canada wake up and go out and and do the right thing at the ballot box the next time they get a chance to remove Justin Trudeau. That is going to be the big big thing. Uh, he uh, came out this week and apparently uh, called a member of a conservative party basically uh, called her a Nazi and here she is apparently a lesbian uh, Jew Jewish person. So he called her a Nazi and, you know, really just embarrassed himself. But the police have come in and, and done a lot. But here is what really terrified me. This is the Canadian financial minister talking about what they have done so far. And I'm going to tie it into what is uh, going on in America. That accounts have been frozen, both personal uh, and corporate, but you're not laughing. releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services <laughs> are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with wow. financial institutions. Wow. And accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Wow. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment mm. service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. whose accounts are right. being frozen, sure. uh, mm -hmm. you yeah. now okay. have mm -hmm. the regulations. Mm -hmm. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. <laughs> and okay. they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. Now, we all find that absolutely terrifying and draconian and just unacceptable and uh quietly this week don't worry it wouldn't happen in america oh wait a minute uh just in uh news breaking fbi to form a national cryptocurrency unit focusing on seizures of virtual assets like bitcoin and blockchain analysis the doj has announced oh good so now the uh, Nazi that you just heard there from Canada talking about seizing people's bank accounts and freezing them just because they gave to a peaceful protest and which is absolutely just I mean, it's just authoritarian insanity. And now we find out that, oh, don't worry. The DOJ has uh, now announced that the FBI is going to form a task force. So, you know, if things start happening in this country, which they're talking about doing the trucker convoy here, don't worry. They'll be able to freeze and seize your bank accounts. I didn't get the one clip of the guy that works in the uh, Canadian uh, government that uh, they asked him basically the same question. And he goes, well, you know, maybe if you only sent 20 or $50 or something, you know, we're really not going to bother you. But for all those Trump supporters, which is just really odd, I don't understand. Is is Trump talking about uh, becoming the prime minister of Canada or something? I, I don't understand. It's just so bizarre. Uh, but they said, yeah, if you're a, a Trump supporter that's given a lot of money to these truckers or you give to causes like that, then, yeah, you should be worried because we're coming after your bank account and, uh, and your Bitcoin and everything else. And that is just... Uh, it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting i i don't know it's it's really terrifying it's unbelievable that um you know it's happening there and then now we hear the fbi is wanting to set up the same kind of thing here 
And if you don't think that there was cooperation between the two, well, then, you know, there obviously was. He had talked to Biden. Biden was telling him, hey, you know, I'm not going to speak out against it, which is just appalling. I mean, how do we have a State Department, which exists just to point out these sort of draconian, authoritarian, you know, crimes and, and crackdowns that go on around the world, literally stayed completely silent while, you know, people were getting beat and hurt by the police and the peaceful protests there with the truckers and now, you know, digging in people's uh, bank accounts and everything, which absolutely should be completely out of bounds. Uh, but, you know, they don't say anything because they all kind of, you know, they work it out together. That's, you know, unfortunately where we are. Uh, Biden was out talking this week, and of course, uh, he had a strange story. We're going to get into the Ukraine stuff here in a second, but he had this strange story, and it is really a bizarre, weird uh, tale to tell, and I'm not even sure why you would ever tell this story other than to show that you're truly just a jackass, but uh, here was a story. Nice. A woman said to me, obviously not of the same persuasion as I was politically, called me and said, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called the county? He said, yes, they're not here. Oh. And I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. Mm. <laughs> so, I <laughs> so I went over. So I went over. I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. Yeah, so that was a really bizarre. I'm not sure why you'd be out in the middle of the night uh, carrying around dead dogs and putting them on people's porches or whatever, or why you would tell that story. But apparently it looks like it has been debunked. It was a, a load of garbage, as usual with Biden. He just uh, he can't seem to get it together, no matter how hard he tries. He just can't seem to get it together or make any sense. But, uh, yeah, that was his story, apparently. Uh, you know, it looks like it was all made up as usual. Um, some people have come out to debunk it. Uh, it's just one of those crazy stories he tells, thinking that that somehow is going to endear him to maybe the the group he's talking to or whatever. But it is really weird, and I don't know why he'd be out in the middle of the night trying to uh, uh, carry around dog corpses or any of that. But uh, you know, either way, uh, here he is sounding uh, kind of insane talking about Ukraine this week. How high is the threat of a Russian invasion right now? It's very high. Why? It's very high because they have not they have not moved any of their troops out. They've moved more troops in. Number one. Number two, we have reason to believe that they are engaged in a false flag operation. They have an excuse to go in. Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine. Attack Ukraine. Are you going to call Putin? I'm not calling Putin. I have no plans to call Putin right now. So there he just walks off. He just wanders off and uh, doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't bother with it. Uh, not too worried about it. Uh, it is really strange, though, because they had said they had it all the way down uh, to the day. Uh, that was the 16th. And so the uh, prime minister or president of uh, Ukraine, Zelensky, actually made a joke about that because they were saying, yep, we 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 know Russia's going to invade on Wednesday, the 16th. Well, as we know now, that did not happen. Um, but uh, anyway, um, 
that was the story. And so the media didn't catch it because the President Zelensky said, well, 16th apparently is going to be a day of unity. And he was kind of making light of it because he goes, well, we haven't seen the same information. We don't have that intelligence. And so he kind of made a joke about it, but the media did not get it, the joking part of it where he said, yeah, we're, we're going to have a big celebration and have a day of unity and kind of have a parade or whatever. And he was kind of just being a smart ass, but uh, the media did not pick up on the joke or maybe they just don't have a sense of humor anymore, which is quite possible because I don't think you're allowed to have humor or comedy anymore. We're on the breaking news just out of Ukraine. President Zelensky saying Ukraine has been informed that this Wednesday, the 16th, will be the day of the attack. Ukraine's President Zelensky addressing his nation today about reports intelligence picked up that actual date for an attack of Wednesday. Telling them that he is told that February 16th will be the day of the attack. Uh, President Zelensky saying that uh, his government has been told that February 16th will be the day of a possible attack. Today, defiant Ukrainians celebrated a day of unity. There have been reports and intelligence warnings that today, February 16th, might be the day of the invasion. Of course, that's up to Vladimir Putin. Will Ukraine be ready? Will they be ready? Well, I don't know. It seems really strange because uh, apparently that obviously didn't happen and and now they're saying well it's any minute now any minute now some of the rebels there is a russian faction uh russian sympathizing a couple districts in the uh, far east of ukraine that do side with the russian government and they are back to fighting with the uh, Zelensky ran government uh so there has been some issues there uh russia has not attacked but now of course they're still going on uh you know saying it's it's you know imminent it's going to happen any day could be tomorrow uh going on and on the state department came out and said everybody should evacuate American citizens who remain in ukraine to depart immediately we want to be crystal clear on this point any american in ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours we obviously cannot predict the future we don't know exactly what is going to happen but the risk is now high enough and the threat is now immediate enough that this is what prudence demands all right so they're evacuating people out um you know they they've made all these things and i don't know that at this point if they're not pushing putin to make this move honestly i feel that's what they're trying to do because i i feel that most of them want war they want a war in ukraine they need another conflict they need somewhere to to uh spend a bunch of money and, and take the focus off of all the garbage that has happened in the last especially the last year and a few months that biden has uh you know been in office i mean things have went downhill very quickly we're talking about gasoline up around or oil up around a hundred dollars a barrel which means if it keeps going up i mean everybody's going to be paying four dollars plus for a gallon of gas it's just going to be insane the inflation's out of control uh so many things uh, people are fighting over everything from the mandates to the mask i mean it's just unreal how far down this road we've come and so it I honestly believe that's what they truly, truly want to happen. Here is a good old, uh, I call him Comrade Blumenthal, uh, just an absolute jackass. He looks exactly like a, um, a villain character 
from a Scooby-Doo show. I mean, he just he looks like he would be a cartoon character that would be this way. But anyway, he uh, he wants war so much that he has these very romantic thoughts of well, here you go, Ukrainian people fighting and dying in the streets. I was so deeply impressed with how resolute and determined people of Ukraine are. They are courageous, they are steadfast, and they're going to fight in the streets, their neighborhoods, the fields, if we give them the arms that they need. And that's why I've also urged the Javelin missiles and the Singer missile to combat their tanks and their aircraft. Yeah, I mean, he's just, man, it's just so great. He's just so inspired by about people having to fight and die in the streets. And uh, we should send some more missiles so we can really get this thing kicked off because, man... Uh, he's really excited about it. And I'm sure there's no way to tie him to anything like, you know, money to be made off of some investments or something. I'm sure that no one would ever have any kind of issues uh, like that. Um, I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Uh, it doesn't. You know, things like that just doesn't happen, of course. Uh, these uh, people don't get into power and get paid, you know, millions of dollars to uh, support war, to support, uh, you know, defense contractors or anything. I mean, that would that would never happen, of course. Not at all. No, no, couldn't happen. So that that is a situation with Ukraine. And like I say, they're still talking about it 24-7 that, um, you know, it's trying to... Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. President Zelensky is actually leaving for a foreign trip, uh, I think, over the weekend here or, or first of next week. Uh, seems a little strange if you really thought uh, there was going to be an invasion or there could be an invasion. Usually the president of that country doesn't take foreign trips to talk about things. But now it looks like he's asking for uh, sanctions to go ahead and be put on Russia to back him off. Uh, and everybody going, well, no, they haven't done anything yet, so maybe we shouldn't do that yet. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, it is very, very odd situation that's going on right now. All right, I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All righty, and we're back. So an old, familiar, uh, uh, unpopular um, 
just terrible human being resurfaced uh, last week, this past week, uh, to make a speech. And uh, God, it just reminded me how much I dislike this woman. I absolutely cannot stand Hillary. I can't stand to hear her talk. And she's just a terrible person. And of course, the Durham report came out and after reading through it, I mean, obviously it doesn't say that, you know, Hillary herself did any of this, of course. And that's what they're relying on right now, saying, well, you know, this happened and that happened and the information got back to uh, her campaign. But that doesn't mean she was, you know, uh, orchestrating it. And, you know, uh, that may be hard to prove that she herself gave the orders, but it is very odd that they're working for the campaign and and the people that are involved in it, including Mark Elias, who's out trying to uh, contest every um every voter law there is uh anything to get just anybody who wants to walk in and vote at any time as many times as they want to vote um it is really strange that uh he is highly involved in it which i'm sure it'll catch up to him a lot like um things caught up to uh the creepy porn lawyer there uh who's now in jail um things are going to catch up to mark elias as well i i just have that feeling uh may not be real super soon but here in the next little bit and i have a feeling it's going to stem from the whole uh investigation but uh hillary was out making a speech this week and man this lady is just unlikable when the republican party officially embraces violent insurrection as legitimate political discourse When storming the Capitol, assaulting police officers, trying to overturn an election are being normalized, we are in uncharted territory. Republicans are defending coup plotters. They're curbing voting rights at precisely the moment when democracy needs champions, when we should be standing together against autocracies. Yes, we should be. We should be standing against autocracies, and that's why uh, we like to uh, not keep voting in the same, uh, you know, same people over and over again. So that would rule you out. So you can go on and go back out to pasture where you should be. Um, And democracy, well, you should go find a democracy, and maybe you can defend it. Um, We're not one and um hopefully aren't going to be although that's what they keep pushing for they want a true democracy they want new york chicago and la uh and their constituency uh in those major cities basically to decide all laws and all rules and just basically you know beat the rest of the country over the head with it because they want true democracy that's what they want and that's not our system and it never has been and uh that's you know how it's going but yeah the the whole thing i mean she's just pounding on all the talking points yes they're coup plotters yeah they were so violent story out this week um shows that one of the ladies that originally said that she died of a uh because she was trampled and then they said she had a heart attack and then it was a possible drug overdose well video was released this week and they're going to have to investigate it uh that it looks like she was beaten to death by a uh capital police officer uh, a black lady beat this woman and then finally it was so bad she had beat her to death and was beating her dead body until other officers showed up and basically just you know stopped this woman uh, but that's what it looks like of course nobody will have to pay for that of course not I mean you know 
And this lady was not in the Capitol, by the way. This lady was outside. So uh, the whole, uh, well, she was where she shouldn't be and all that, that, that doesn't really hold water with this story at all. And, uh, of course, that makes uh, the second murder of uh, one of the uh, protesters on January 6th. But, of course, we're not going to hear about that. We're going to hear about this crazy insurrection where they forgot to bring, uh, you know, weapons and guns and, and, you know, to be able to do anything about it. Uh, but, of course, uh, she had to go on, and she is just the worst person ever. I'm telling you. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. Wow, that's really crazy because um, I don't believe that's a, a conspiracy. It's, uh, you know court papers filed uh in a uh in a case going on at the federal court i mean i i don't know i mean that doesn't seem like crazy conspiracy obviously uh there's some uh, direct evidence or that wouldn't be coming in so um yeah it's a little weird and when did facebook become a right-wing organization because uh that's that's a very new one on me i don't know how that works at all um never heard of facebook being a right-wing organization uh but apparently they are and they're engaged in uh, a lot of uh you know misinformation about hillary of course they are um I, it just it blows my mind but they can get away with it she can get away with it all the time here's her last clip they will do nothing to invest in our schools or make college more affordable they'll ban books but do nothing about guns They'll make it harder for people to vote, but easier for big corporations to bust unions. They'll let polluters trash our environment and let Donald Trump trash our democracy. That's why I intend to work my heart out to elect Democrats up and down the ticket this November. Yeah, well, um, you can work all you want, but the, the way it looks right now, uh, that'll be just another part of another valiant losing effort, uh, Hillary, because it looks like things are lined up to go in the other direction and pretty hard. And it's because people have seen who the masks are off. Everybody's seen all the woke insanity, all the, the ridiculous just behavior that's going on. We have someone working um, at the White House now, part of the, uh, or not at the White House, but in government, in the cabinet, apparently, that deals with uh, the disposable of nuclear waste, who uh, is a guy um, who shows up every day in elaborate women's clothes um, to work, uh, but isn't trying to be a different sex. That's not what it is. It's literally a guy who keeps his name. He just wears crazy high heels and these really elaborate women's outfits to go to work. And he also has been willing to talk about he's part of a pup culture, which means he likes to lead uh, other people, we'll say, uh, around on a leash. And it's just it's just depravity. I mean, if that's what you're into, keep it at home, you know. Uh, it's none of our business, nor does it need to be. 
I, I don't really care, but this is insane. This is crazy. We got to, I mean, how can the rest of the world take us seriously? Can you imagine what they think in China right now? They're like, man, this is the best thing that could ever happen. We can probably even take the country. Uh, I mean, have you seen who's showing up to work? I mean, what do these people do? I mean, does the guy know anything about, uh, you know, disposal of nuclear waste? Probably not. No more than Pete Buttigieg has any idea about transportation. I mean, they're so unqualified. And the only thing that qualified him was that, you know, Pete Buttigieg is gay. Uh, this guy is is something. I, I couldn't tell you what he personally is because he I don't know that he's really come out and said um, he's he's something. And, uh, of course, other people have just been appointed for whether they gave, you know, favoritism or, or whatever. And none of it has anything to do with people being able to actually do the job they're hired for. It's uh, it doesn't bode well. And unfortunately, we have uh, almost three more years before something's going to change at that level. Now, at the uh, House and Senate level, that should change uh, this fall. And I certainly hope it does. And, of course, we'll be uh, staying on top of that for sure. Oh boy, this has been an interesting, uh, interesting week. Now, this was a, a new documentary that just came out uh, from Showtime, and it's called "Everything's Going to Be All White." Not only is it one of the dumbest things that I've ever, unfortunately, had the uh, displeasure to view, but also, it's just racist as hell. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, how just blatantly racist it is. And nobody seems to have a problem because, of course, you can't be racist if you're dumping on white people. So that's why it's, you know, uh, not considered, you know, just absolute open bigotry, which it is. And we're going to check out some of it. And it is absolutely 100% uh, just out and out bigotry. It's disgusting, really. Here's just the, the trailer for uh, this insanity. Warning, this trailer may trigger white people. What most about white people is when they pretend like they're the victim. <laughs> What's also annoying when is that, when by they, the way? You know, when they kill us. <laughs> oh my. What is fragile about whiteness? When everything has been constructed around it. <laughs> Every part of who I am has been distorted or criminalized. It's really just a bunch of... White lies. <laughs> you're not patriots. You're ridiculous. One of the definitions of American whiteness is ignorance. Oh my gosh. We are not your problem. What racists? Should white people today feel any responsibility for slavery? <laughs> Hell yeah. White Jesus or black Jesus? Jesus was not white. Okay, so that's just the trailer. That's just the trailer. And of course, they bring in January 6th, which I'm not really sure what January 6th has anything to do with uh, white people and black people. I have no idea. I mean, there were people of every color, creed, everything you can imagine. Uh, just watched an interesting uh, documentary uh, just, uh, I think it was last weekend, 
uh, about January 6th. Uh, it's a new one out. I have to get the name of it and uh, mention that on there because it was really good. You can go find it and watch it. Uh, I think it's like 10 bucks or something. It's it's not terribly expensive, but it was very interesting. Um, but it's uh, there was every color, creed, nationality. I mean, there were there were nuns and Jews, like Orthodox Jews and, and gay people. I mean, there were gays for Trump there there were uh you know all sorts of uh black americans there there was just every every color creed rainbow you want to throw at it they were all there so what that has anything to do with race but of course they have changed race into anything that disagrees with their marxist crazy uh agenda and so that's why everything's all white because it doesn't matter your color of your skin they're making it an you know that's the new opposition is just all white whatever that is and that's where they've really extended this and it has just went way overboard and we're going to take some clips and listen to this and uh it's just absolutely stupid and uh racist is is all hell um you know it's it's really bad so we're going to do that it's going to have to pause it quite a bit here but here we go with some of this going to be taking a hard look at white America from the perspective of people of color many different people of color and there's no better place to begin than January 6 okay um, we're gonna take a look at white America well I thought America was all colors but no apparently not because they want to keep them segregated and this is a way to keep them segregated and angry 21. Why is that? But if you're a person of color, you were probably making dinner. Mm. <laughs> washing your car. Yeah. What? Right. Or doing some other regular sh. Well, were you washing your car in January? White folks throw hissy fits every time they're feeling <laughs> fragile. And these days, they're feeling fragile as shit. Yeah, so. Wow. Nazi Santa. Wow. Him again. Now, wait, just a <laughs> cotton picking minute. Let me tell you something. White people can burn down a city after the Super Bowl, and they're called unruly fans. What, what? Super Bowl White was that? Which Super Bowl was that? can riot it's, at the Capitol. It's called college football occasionally. But that more than five <laughs> black people gather at a barbecue in the park, and the riot police will roll up on horses like it's the planet of the apes. Now, uh, now, like I said, this is really stupid. We're going to take it segment by segment that I put cut out here. Okay, so uh, burning down cities. Now, I saw – wait a second. I saw a bunch of cities get burned, and I watched a lot of stuff get looted, and I watched people get killed. But what that has to do with the people that showed up on January 6th, I, I don't know. It is really bizarre. And then on top of that, they're like, yeah, I mean, if you were anything but uh, a white American, I mean, you're probably home in the middle of January washing your car and stuff, you know, just doing normal things. It was only white people that went and did that. It's just really bizarre. But it is just the turning around of uh, white into anybody that disagrees with their Marxist agenda. That's just what they're trying to do they're trying to turn it in that direction so let's check out some more of this 
does the idea little white lie mean? I assume that it means that there it's are the moments Nazis, in time when people are perhaps disingenuous oh, and don't necessarily okay, tell late. the truth about something, <laughs> but it's viewed that guy is as real life Oscar the Grouch. Necessarily a social <laughs> faux pas, and that is not really a bad thing. A little white lie. Well, I don't believe there's such a thing as a little white lie. I think a lie is a lie. To use the phrase a little white lie means that if you tell the white lie, it's better than telling any other kind of lie because it's a white lie. Oh, boy. <laughs> that little white lie could very well be American history. Of this. So, again, we get into this absolute stupidity of what a little white lie is. I'll give you an example, if you don't know, which I'm sure most people do. I mean, there's many times, say, uh, your wife or girlfriend is pregnant, and she goes, and, you know, she's really far along, and she's like, God, I feel so fat. Well, you can be an asshole and be like, good Lord, yes, you're the size of a barn. Jesus, I hope that goes away. Or, you know, you can be nice and say, no, it's beautiful. You're having our child. You look amazing. You're radiant. We do these things all the time, every day, with different things. I mean, not everybody comes out and says the cold, hard, uh, unvarnished truth to everybody you meet. Otherwise, you would either you know be getting in trouble or you wouldn't have any friends or something. I mean, I'm sure there's many things that would come out of your mouth every day that we don't say. And that's what's considered a little white lie. You know, just like you tell your kids, well, don't make that face. It'll stick that way. Of course, it won't. It's considered a white lie. But they've turned it into something else. Like, oh, it's called a white lie. That means it's all about white people. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. So stupid. And if you reversed it and was, you know, talking about black instead of white, then you would be a KKK member. But apparently, it's just fine. And they just go on with more and more absolutely retarded points and we're going to go through them here's the next one sorting history is because if you keep people disempowered and not thinking that they have any self-worth then he's already laying before the nose the the idea it looks like a cook that was fired for doing cocaine on the job too much propaganda you know it's, it's it's really just a bunch of White lies. <laughs> <laughs> Folks' lies about history go back centuries. They do. Few more powerful than those about Jesus. Because you can justify almost anything if God's on your side. Now, I don't know what the hell this is, uh, you know, supposed to be talking about all these uh, lies about Jesus, but we're going to find out about it. And they have like this dumbest. Uh, little skit going on with uh just a white guy to make him look really dumb it's uh it's it's disgusting really <laughs> because he's white Who cares? Who cares? let's have about this let's have tom green google jesus <laughs> white my bum is on the computer my bum's on the computer Literally, they have this skit going on Jesus, where the world wants to get the f out of LA in the fing liberal fing elitist agenda. Thank you, white Jesus. I know that you would never let me down. Amen. What? What? 
So the guy with the this? New York accent. Who did this? No black Jesus. No. Black Jesus is in the He's got brown eyes. What the f What's that hair? Look at my blue eyes. They're like Jesus's blue eyes. Oh, Lord. They're like Frankie's blue eyes. This you happens know, all the time. Blue eyes. Yeah. New York, New York. I hope if you pray to white Jesus, that happens at the cross. Yeah, I do too. White Jesus or black Jesus? I go for more of a Dominican Jesus. Black Jesus, man. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Jesus was not white. One place you can be sure to find the correct spelling of any word. Okay, so they had this little skit, and they go through this whole thing, how it's all been lied about, and all these people are uh, been talking about Jesus being white. And they're like, yeah, they have all these pictures of him with blonde hair and blue eyes. Well, I haven't seen one of those, but I have read the Bible in my lifetime. And obviously nobody that did had anything to do with this has ever read it, apparently. So I don't know what they're, where they're coming from when they're talking about anything to do with Jesus. But if you actually read the Bible, you would find out this really horrifying fact that they would really, really hate. And that's the fact that Jesus was born a Jew. So, no, no, he, he, you know, didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. That's uh, that's pretty definite. Uh, and uh, don't believe he was black. Uh, he was born a Jew. So he would have looked uh, more uh, Middle Eastern, uh, hence the uh, the dark beard, the dark hair uh, that is depicted in most of the pictures I've ever seen of a depiction of Jesus. Of course, nobody actually took a picture of him, uh, considering cameras were a little scarce at that point. You know, not a lot of people walking around with a Kodak um, or even uh, a good old Polaroid back in the day. So nobody got an actual picture. But, you know, uh, most of the pictures I've ever seen is uh, dark hair, uh, dark beard, which would make sense considering he would be of uh, a Middle Eastern heritage and was born a Jew. So I'm not really sure where they're getting this whole thing except for the fact that they're going to try to lump uh, all Jewish people in with white people, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. So here uh, they're going to go through some more. Uh, this is about uh, how, I guess, uh, the dictionaries or, or something are, are really racist. The dictionary. Oh, sure. Here it is. So they're showing him looking up white people in the dictionary. Goodbye, and good luck with your report. Thanks. Thanks a whole lot. I'm not sure why you look that up. I do know, for example, that one, one of the indigenous brothers came up here uh, from South America. I do a lot of work with indigenous communities. Mm -hmm. And we were at Mount Vernon. And my wife and I were well, translating what was being from said by the guide else. about George Washington. Indigenous there. And at one point, the guide said oh. that George Washington had 300 slaves. And so okay. as we were translating <clears> that, <throat> this indigenous brother said, he controlled 300 other people? And we said yes. And he couldn't wrap his head around that concept. The idea that he would have enslaved 300 other people An and was using the labor of those people <laughs> for his benefit alone in the worldview of this indigenous brother that is shameful indigenous that brother. is something ridiculous so these are some of the myths that we venerate we venerate people who did things that are ghastly that are 
unfathomable to people who haven't grown up in this sea of isms. We should not be venerating certain people. Yes, you definitely want to tear down George Washington. So long ago. Get over it already. And, uh, yeah, the one problem that I have with that absolutely absurd story, uh, number one, if uh, he's truly uh, a... uh, uh, from South America, a uh, indigenous brother, as he called him. Uh, it would be uh, one of the Indian tribes uh, that lived in South America. He would have most definitely, without a shadow and beyond any doubt, known exactly what true uh, tyranny and genocide looked like because, well, let's just say uh, they don't call them Hispanic uh, for no reason, okay? Uh, most of the people that live in these, you know, any of the South American countries and Mexico and all the rest are all descended from Spain. Well, that seems weird. Spain's over on the other side of the world, right? It's not like next door to Mexico or South America, right? Let me check. Yep, yeah, nope, nope. Yep, yeah, I checked it. Yeah, long ways away. Uh, Spain waged uh, absolute crazy genocide against most of the Indian tribes in South America. By the way, a little known fact, which obviously these people have no idea about history, so I will let everybody in on the secret. There were much more, many, many, many times more African slaves enslaved in the Southern Hemisphere than in the northern yes yes that means uh people from south america had many times more slaves than did north america so how that that would even be a story and that's just part of the lie they just lie their ass off and go this guy didn't even know what slavery was never heard of it genocide you're picking on people never heard of that no that's why there's you know very few to any you know indian people left and many huge cultures huge cultures were completely wiped off the map now I, these are just historical facts. They're easy to find. And so you try to feed people a lie like that, and people listen to it and go, wow, that's really great. You know how bad America is. People in South America don't even know what slavery is. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard because there were far many, far more African slaves taken to South America under the Spanish regimes than were ever in North America. There were far more in Europe than we're ever in North America. This is something that just gets glossed over, never talked about, don't bother with it. You know, it doesn't fit the narrative. So it's just things like this. They throw stuff in that's absolutely absurd. You know, they have some guy on there talking about how he's so angry because somebody made a black Jesus. It's like, you know, that doesn't happen. You're just making shit up because of some weird stereotype that you've made up in your head of somebody, you know, that I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Most people don't care because nobody actually knows what Jesus looked like. So therefore, what would it matter what you would portray him as? Now, if you wanted to get more accurate, then, you know, he was born a Jew, so you can go there. You know, and this whole thing of slavery and nothing happened in anywhere else in the world. The rest of the world was perfect, and America was the worst thing that's ever happened. And that's the story they go with. Why? Because they're trying to destroy the one thing that keeps the rest of the world at bay. We are the beacon of freedom and have been. Now, things are waning quite a bit, especially the last few years. Um, 
But we have been the one roadblock that keeps much many places in the world from being under tyranny. And people think that's crazy, but it's the honest, it's the truth, obviously. The one thing that all these elites that have this wild, crazy, utopian dream that they are going to rule over the rest of the entire world and and segregate and, and, and put people in their place and subjugate these people to work for these people and all that, their crazy utopian dream that they have that they talk about, it's also known as the Great Reset as well, uh, but many of these people have dreamed of this for a long time, and the biggest impediment to that is the United States. That's what we are. We're a thorn in the side of every tin pot dictator or crazy elitist that wants to take over the world. The United States is the one thing that they can't stand. It was the biggest thing that stood in the way of there being a global communist state or a global fascist state. All these ideologies and all these failed miserable you know just massacres of humanity that wanted to spread to all corners of the world was stopped by one main thing and it's going to be the thorn in their side as long as we keep to what we are doing and that is the united states a lot of people hate us because we are the richest country i understand that people are jealous of who's on top i understand that uh, sentiment but that's not what this is about. This comes from the same ilk of the of you know the Howard Zens and the you know. Then you get into uh, all the and and there were many more, many more uh, communist historians like Howard Zen that just tried to spin and lie and obfuscate and and paint America as the worst place on earth. And then you know you have the new editions of theirs. Uh, you know Ibram X. Kendi, good old uh, Henry Rogers. Uh, you know and and you know all those people that write all these books now that have descended from that ilk, uh, the 1619 Project, all that kind of stuff, trying to rewrite and change history to make America the worst place on earth to try to turn America upside down because it stands in the way of a Marxist, you know, weird global kind of agenda that people have and there's no way to achieve all that as long as america still stands and as long as there's still people here that believe in freedom and will fight for freedom at least their own freedom then that is a huge problem and they're not going to be able to achieve and we are the last uh, bastion of somewhat of cap capitalism i mean we're not we're not doing it very well. We're pretty much at this point crony capitalists, which is disgusting and, and needs to be reformed as of now. And how that's going to come about, it's going to take a while and take a lot of work to try to do it. And there's probably going to be some pretty rough years in between. But that's the whole uh, what we need to get back to is more of a free market, not a rigged market system. But that has stood in the way as well of so many things i mean they could hold it up all over the world and say yeah look i mean this is working here this is working here you know and and try to sell it to somebody and everybody would turn around and go well america's the biggest economy they're the richest nation they've done the best and they have freedom and capitalism so how can you sell that well it's really hard to sell that to sell oppression and authoritarianism when you have somewhere like the united states still standing so there are a lot of people from many parts of the world many corners of the world many evil people around the world that would love to see it completely collapse and they are working very hard and unfortunately right now they have a lot of cooperative 
uh, assistance in that with the the Democrat Party right now is just absolutely hell bent on on burning this country down and turning it into their own little oligarchy, and it is disgusting. It's very very disturbing. Anyway, I just thought it's very interesting how all this uh, kind of <clears throat> rolls in, and man. It's just bad. And it's just so racist. Can you imagine making something like that and saying, uh, you know, black people instead of white people? I mean, they would just absolutely uh, just be screaming and, and burning cities down. But uh, apparently it's fine as long as you're talking about the right color of people, which is just, you know, it's stupid. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the last thing <clears throat> kind of wanted to go through. Uh, some of the craziest stuff from uh, this past week. Um some of it I'm going to have to leave for another day. But this one uh, caught my eye um, just because of how crazy and insane this stuff goes. Uh, just another variation off of the, you know, everything's going to be all white. Everything's white people's fault and everything else. Here's another, you know, iteration of it. This is a lady that stood up and she's going to tell you why meat is misogynistic and, oh, yes, you guessed it, racist. It's unbelievable how stupid this is. I believe we should move beyond all meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes who all just want to have fun. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. <laughs> to say you care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. I heard all your laughter. I know some of these must be new ideas or you think they're fringe or whatever. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. Okay. So you heard that diatribe of absolute stupidity. Um, you notice how she just kind of throws all the words together. She doesn't tell you how it works. You know, because you're white, you like to eat meat. Well, I know a lot of people of many cultures all around the world eat meat. So I'm, I'm not really sure why white people uh, somehow uh, create this. This is really bizarre. Um, yes, red meat and uh, red and white meat, whether it be, you know, beef, chicken, pork, uh, fish, is, is the top source of true protein. Can't help that. Um, how it affects girls, I doesn't say. I mean, none of this is connected together. 
Uh, that being masculine me- means you eat meat, but if you think that eating a cow is good, then you should want to kill human babies. I mean, it makes no sense. It's all disjointed. It's all stupid. But that's what you get. And you get people that listen to something like that, and they hear no, you know, no factual anything to back any of it up because there isn't. It's all ridiculous. But they start putting it together, and they just regurgitate the same stupidity because it is stupid. It's it's absolutely lunacy to come out and say, well, yeah, I mean, you're racist if you want to have a hamburger. You know, it's just... It makes my head hurt. But this is what we're fighting against. We're fighting against people that just come out and make a bunch of statements uh, with nothing whatsoever to back it up because there couldn't possibly be. That's absolute stupid. It's just the dumbest people among us are making uh, speeches and, and linking things together that I have no idea how it works. It's just it's beyond uh, ridiculous. But I had a couple more. I'll save those for next week. Some interesting teacher features i have a teacher I swear it seems like a hostage video but let's hope it's not a teacher and a student that just seems really awkward but uh anyway i'm gonna have to cut it off here um running long and uh need to get things uh done and out there so gonna shut it down here i will be back this week with much more insanity and much more fun i'm sure uh keep an eye on the ukraine situation and all that uh please remember like subscribe rate review tell a friend all those things mean so much and they help out just tremendously it makes a huge difference and gets more people tuned in if you'd like to send a message question comment any of those things you can do so at eric's america pod on facebook erics-america.com is the website and ericsamericapod at gmail is the uh, email yes and uh, I will be back on Wednesday until then just remember it's no agenda just America